Bonjour, hello everyone. I'm Nata, host of the Nata PR School podcast. You're a successful entrepreneur or marketing manager and you're about to launch a new product or service, or you've been selling your goods for quite some time, but you want to learn how to increase your visibility, get known and reach more clients? At Nata PR, we deal with real clients every day and we'll teach you simple, fun and honest PR solutions. You'll learn easy steps to combine PR to social media right now. Keep listening and let's get started. Bonjour, hello, and welcome to this 40th episode of the podcast Nada PR School. And today I have the great pleasure of welcoming Pascal Desjardins, president and founder of Bella Vita International, which is celebrating this year its 20th anniversary and with whom we have worked a good 10 years. That's crazy. I looked on our files before, before recording this podcast. I'm like, oh my God, it's been 10 years. And Pascal is one of the best communicators that I know. He's worked in TV world for 15 years. So he's been working in a TV world for 10 years as a producer. And he created Bella Vita International, which is both importer and distributor, so they do both. They import and distribute exceptional products such as wine, spirits, cosmetics, home products. So you have beauty products, home products, amazing, amazing high quality products that we don't know in Canada. They can be from all over the world, France, Italy, Japan. And BV imports and distributes these crazy products like Henri Bardouin, a pastis for, for the French people who might be listening to this podcast in English. <laughs> Henri Bardon, you have to look for this, for this spirit if you don't know it. It's the best pastis in the world and certainly my favorite one. I wasn't a, a pastis amateur before that, but when I tasted the Henri Bardon, I just become a big fan. So they import just a few names to make you dream. Marvis, Proraso, Barbancourt Rum from Haiti, the Douglas... Lay, laying scotch for those who are big fans of scotch. Michel Couvra whiskey, as well as very, very specific and interesting wines and champagnes from Pascal Agrappa, Anne Gros, some Prosecco from the, the Branca sisters, Riesling from the Frey brothers. I'm sure you're dreaming and you have all these beautiful images in your mind as I'm talking and presenting this product. So welcome, Pascal. It's a real pleasure to have you on, uh, on this 40th episode. The pleasure is all mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, and before I ask you to introduce yourself, uh, let me tell my, uh, my listeners that uh, I did some research online on you and uh, you're a, an exceptional human being, especially in the 2020s, <laughs> because you don't have a LinkedIn account. You can't be found on Facebook. You don't have like a personal account pre presenting yourself. Forget about Instagram and TikTok, obviously. And if we ask Google, do you have anything to, to tell us about Pascal Desjardins from Bella Vita International? We don't find anything, which, is, which I find very interesting because there's many people who aren't so visible online and still have an amazing life like you do. <laughs> So who are you, ex exceptional human being who's not present online, Pascal? A very low profile, for, uh, if you talk about these um, social medias, that's for sure. Um, because, but it's very, well, to me, it's very 
easy to understand is because, you know, I've been working at, before I worked for 15 years in the uh, television world and uh, so in the medias and everything. So I had my share uh, of visibility uh, at that time. But so that was I, before you know, before Internet became so so big, right? So like there's no trace from those days. At uh, uh, the beginning, I remember my uh, my brother-in-law was kind of a whiz and there showed me like in 2002, 2003, I was on Google, yes, uh, if you were, it was probably Yahoo at that time, I was there because there was still some programs I did that were still on, but they disappeared since, since then. Uh, the funny thing is because I used to say, I, my mom, I don't have time to take care of my mama like I would like to, so I don't have time for Facebook. This That's is so it. true. Yeah. yeah. And it's good to remind ourselves that we, we don't need, it's not it's not a must. Like we don't have to be uh, talking about our own lives all the time because you have a business. So you invest time in your business, obviously. And well, of course, Bella Vita Grand Cru has a website and uh, uh, Bella Vita International, I mean, and uh, you have an Instagram account for Bella Vita Grand Cru. So you, obviously you're using the web, but it's not a something where you spend hours in a day and uh, you meet people and it's like the phone. My phone is when I'm moving, you know, if not, I transfer the calls to the fixed phone. Yeah. I, I don't use my, I don't have any uh, contact on my phone. Everything is in my head. I, I'm in a dinosaur somewhere, <laughs> but I like it that way, you know, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm not aware of what's happening, but I don't, I don't need the, 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 the I don't have that need to go there. And, this is so interesting. So tell us a little bit, how did you start Bella Vita? How did it, you, you, you passed from, you, you were a TV producer and then you became a business. Uh, well, it, when I was a producer, you're in business too somewhere, you know, because it's uh, financing and everything. So, you know, I applied a bit the, 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 the pattern of the producing, which is to take some uh, raw material, to write a script, to write an idea, a concept, and then to finance it, uh, and then sell it, and then shoot it, and produce it, whatever. So I think I've been mm -hmm. the same idea. So I, you were already well, a businessman in the TV field, so you're right. So it's not that you became overnight a businessman. But uh, I found out uh, recently that you decided you stopped everything. Yeah, Like you didn't do something in between, like you kept producing uh, TV shows and then started uh, Bella Vita on the side. So that's interesting how you started Bella Vita. You stop everything you were doing to start Bella Vita. I created a concept, in fact, I, I, in my head, you know. Well, anyway, I was tired of the TV. I, I Something that was in 1999, I started thinking about it in 1998, let's say. For me, the, the, the TV, uh, like we used to know it with the general uh, broadcasters, I thought, 10 years maximum, and then they're going to be dead. Oh, yeah. Like, you you that felt was my it. in 1998, you know. Wow. And, and the funny thing, I don't have a cable at home. I, I'm still watching, you know, Radio Canada, TVA, and uh, CTV, and CBC. That's it, you know. It's just, uh, But I, did, I didn't think, I thought the, the TV à la carte, I don't know if you say that in English, would be uh, accessible to everybody in, by 2010. So I said, I better do something else, or else I'm going to hit the wall, you know. And um, the idea was to have something uh, internationally, because even in TV, I did a lot of stuff uh, internationally. I worked, I did co-production and different things. And my interest was there, you know. Uh, so. Did you want to travel? Like your in international interest was to travel the world, yeah. Yeah, you the travels I, I had done before, you know, I brought back different products that I liked. That, uh, the, and I, my idea was, hey, if I like these products, maybe someone else is going to like them too. So why not see the possibility of taking them, uh, getting them here, and then 
distribute them, which is a bit like the idea of the concept of producing, you know, creating an idea and putting it. Interesting. And building it. Good so point. it was about the same thing. And that's, I chose three brands uh, to start with. It was Proazo from Italy. It was uh, Savon, uh, West Indies Soap from Guadeloupe. And it was Bird's Bees. Because I was the first distributor of Bird's Bees yes, in Quebec. Yes, I knew that. You told me that. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That's a huge brand now, eh? So oh, yeah. But it was, it was bought by uh, Clorox in 2007. True. Yes, I forgot about that. Mm. But I was not the, uh, the importer in Canada for that. You know, I was like the, the sub-distributor from the importer, which was based in Ontario. I lost the, the, I lost the line two years later. Uh, which was kind of tough, but somewhere I learned, you know, I learned the, the, the business, I learned the, the job because I knew nothing. It was really how I don't, I was a dreamer, you know, probably to do that. <laughs> Some people told me, you're crazy, why are you doing that? You know, you don't know nothing about it. I remember the first time I did my first delivery to a store, I said, oh, that, what's that? Oh, it's a packing stick. Oh, good. Okay, you need that? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I have no idea how to do these. Yeah. But, Little by little, I learned the business and, uh, you know, but the idea was to get quality products, get something, you know, that will change your life, that will uh, enhance our life, our, I say, our daily life, you know, why not, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. Like sometimes, you know, you just, I think Marvis or like the pastis we we were talking about, it changes our lives. Like it's bring, I think your products bring, they bring happiness in our lives, especially Marvis, you discovered this amazing toothpaste. After you've discovered Marvis, if you haven't tried, you, friends, listeners, if you try Marvis, you won't be able to go back to your old toothpaste, that's for sure, right? right. They're right. amazing products. Yeah. And it's something you do every day. You well, know? No. <laughs> and, and that, you know, for the personal care products, the idea, my idea was to build the best basic pharmacy. That's it, you know, shaving, soap, uh, toothpaste, brushes, combs. And that's about it, you know. I just like okay, when you have that, you have you don't have to look for something else. You have the best. You can think about other things. Other you know? things. That's so true. Yeah, I like that. But this is this is so true. So this is how did you start? So did you? This is what you. That was your dream, having good products and making sure that these products would bring something different to, uh, let's say, the Canadian market. But how do you choose your, these products? Well, like I told you, I selected these products by traveling here and there, and I brought them back. Okay. I brought them back, and I used them, and I liked them. And when I had the idea, I picked different products, and I contacted the uh, the manufacturers and uh, asked them if I if they wanted to be distributed in Canada, and we made right. a deal with them. That's so crazy. And you still do the same today? How do you when you decide to? Uh, I know you're not looking for brands at this time, but you're always looking for something. Except you're I'm always, always looking. Curious. I'm always curious, and when I'm traveling, I always look at what's what's there and what could be, and what always, always. It's more, it's a lot easier though. For example, to bring uh, new uh, products in the wine or spirits because. The offer is so huge, you know, and there's always novelties and there's always something new. In the uh, cosmetics, it's, it's way different. It's very it's much more complicated, you know. The shelves are not elastic and uh, 
everything it needs and you know you have to go through plan grams you have to go through uh, uh, head offices that decides yes or no so it's a completely different ball game yeah, yeah so the cycle is shorter what you're saying if i understand correctly is that when you bring wine or a new champagne it's the the, the it's shorter before you're able to put it on the shelves it's compared to a beauty product no, 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 because a beauty product is going to remain on the shelf. A wine comes and it goes and it, maybe it'll come, it'll come back next year. True. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. it, doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be there all the time. But when you put a product on the shelf, it has to be there all the time. So that's why it's very complicated to put a product on the shelf. Mm, yeah, you have to make sure you have supply behind you that's to uh, refurbish the, uh, <laughs> the shelves across well, the pharmacies. Then it's going to sell. But did you, so do you choose the product the same way you chose the, you selected the products 20 years ago when you first started? Uh, probably I with a better, uh, with a better <laughs> eye because I know the market a little, a little bit more than I used to and, and I would different, but yes, it, it has, it has to please me first. I, I'm not very complicated with that. I so you, like, you're the ideal customer. It's you. If you don't like the product, you're not going to just I'm, take it to make money out of it. It's not the, no, the, the idea. No, I'm going to sell it anyway if, if I don't like it. I believe in that so much. This is what I tell my staff. I said, if, there's a, if I ask you to work on an account and you, you don't like this product, Tell me, because I'm gonna. You, we, we'll we'll put you on something else because it. People feel it, even when you write emails or you have to love the. Someone asked me that too. How how do you keep clients for so long? I said, well, I love them, but for real, like I have a real interest. So I I know you have the same like. This is why I like what you're saying. You have to love this brand yourself, otherwise, you know, you're not gonna put the energy you put behind it to sell it, and you know, make it known in the market where they're not even you know don't people don't know them right it has to talk to you yes to talk to you this is so interesting i love that so let's talk about pr a little bit because we've been your one of your partner for 10 years <laughs> and we discussed that right. i used to have clients that were working with us 15 years and you know really for a really long period of time and now you're probably not not probably i think you're you're the client with uh, with whom we've been working for the longest time especially for the past i guess Probably five, six years, everything went so fast. I remember that's probably six years ago when people, first of all, employees were moving around. And then brands started changing for changing. Like even if we had amazing results for them, they decided, oh, we're going to try this new agency because, you know, new agencies started to come up, younger agency. And some, sometimes people think because they're, you know, they're, they have younger <laughs> employees, they must be better. Which is not true, people. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been working together for a good 10 years. So what do you think about PR? Well, uh, and you know my philosophy with that. You know, I think PR is like, to me, anyway, with the products we're having, because we're having niche products, uh, is the best communication tunnel, you know, channel to get. Because uh, I think the customer will believe a lot more uh, a chronicler that, that writes about it than a big ad, you know, that just promote it. It doesn't mean you don't have to, to, to do ads because the other uh, publicity we're doing is in, uh, uh, in the radio, you know, because I, I like radio. I listen to a lot of radio. I don't watch TV very much, even I've worked for 15 years in TV business. But uh, and uh, I think the radio is a very good uh, media because it, it follows you everywhere. You know, you go in the car, go there, 
it, yeah. and you can do something else while you listen to the radio, you know? Yeah, and um, so that's where, because I, I think we have to somewhere uh, remain present. We have to, to have a presence somewhere in the air and world whatsoever. So I think the PR, the way you're doing it, and with the, the, the now it's a lot more with the bloggers and everything, but you get a huge and a field of... Uh, journalists and oh yeah 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 we still do a lot with traditional media as you just about to, to mention but I, I have to say that your products are pr products <laughs> why because they're they're super niche unique uh they're oh, yeah. sometimes yeah and the best products in their in their country if we go back to the pastis to the henri bardouin for example this is the best spirit of its kind in the world so mm -hmm. obviously media love when we send those, <laughs> those products and they they're willing to talk about it so you you make our job easy in a sense that I, I feel your products are perfect for PR. So that's for sure because of that. And there's an history behind behind these products too. Sometimes they were founded more than 100 years ago. And there's always some great stories to tell. Yes. No, I, I, you're, you're right. The, the, most of the, our products uh, talk uh, themselves, you know. Uh, yeah. They have a story. On, yeah. They, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're right. The qualities and some... I love what you said also before. Sometimes it takes longer, especially if you decide to uh, choose these like very niche product um, because it's it's not a mass product. It takes longer, but once people try them, then they, you know they go back and you have a repeat business after. But you have to be patient and make sure that uh, people know about it. So you use PR. Like PR is not something. It can be instant, but sometimes it takes a while, as you know. And we have to. And how many times did we send information about Prorazo or about you know? different products like we every year we talk about marvis and i'm telling you there's always tons of new people discovering the brand for example so that's a good good example well with marvis it's because also it's it's the uh, we decided on that product to keep the distribution mm. like this also very niche you know so yeah. not easy to get so that's another way of doing it you know we decided to do it like this we don't want to put it to walmart or whatsoever yeah no, mm -hmm. not, not even not even in, uh, in pharmacies like uh, Jean Couture or whatsoever. There's a few accounts that have it, because, but it's not general, you know. So even the distribution is very niche. Uh, on this product, yes. Ah. But it, it's, it, it, it's desired like this. Provazo is different, you know, because of the shaving, mm. it has to be, you need, you, you need to do a lot of volume also. You know? So, uh, so tell me about the brands you are important. Are they really uh, obsessed by the web as all <laughs> everyone in the world right now, especially after the pandemic? Everybody wants to sell online. Are they requesting anything special from uh, from you? They're, they're doing, uh, it depends. Uh, for example, Provazo is, is an international brand. So they're doing their own stuff. You know, they're yeah. doing, and we have a different distribution than they have all around the world because I started the distribution 20 years ago in the pharmacies. They're doing it more like in the United States. Their distributor is more like uh, little stores and barbershops and everything. Mm -hmm. In Italy, it's mainly barbershops and high-end uh, stores or whatsoever. Uh, the way we're doing it is, is, uh, is different. You know? But also, for example, our pharmacies in Canada are very different from everywhere in the world. If you go to CBL Green Walls in, in, uh, in the States, it's 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 the, the the shopping experience is not fun, you know. But here, you know, in most most of the pharmacies, you get that cosmetic section. You get, so it's it's very different. It's like you were saying, it's more or less like a general store. Also, you get all kinds of stuff. So it's very very different. So um, true. Yeah, going to a pharmacy can be fun here in Canada. <laughs> 
can be a fun a fun shopping experience. <laughs> and you can have some, somebody to help you also, you know, to continue. You know, so true. Yeah. And sometimes they have like huge cosmetic section. And, uh, you know, if you go for in, in the barber section, they're, they're, they have like large selection of products and they sell food sometimes as well. So, yeah. They used to sell cigarettes back in the days, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but so for the web, yes, yeah, some are, are want to provide us with different things. But yeah. you know, and like I, I you know, we don't, we don't sell on the web. Uh, we don't have a web shop because we are selling to a lot of web shops. So we have a lot of web shops that are our customers. Yeah. And so you don't want to become their competition, no? In the sense that if they all that's, yes and no. That's one thing, and also. Um, they, uh, for example, they uh, they have a lot of products, so they are a store. We don't have that offer to do. You know, we can we could only sell our products first, and second, it needs another organization to be able to sell. You know, uh, one two bucks for twelve dollars plus shipping. You know, plus tax whatsoever. It, it's a, a different infrastructure that we don't have necessarily with the world. This is true. It's another business in itself. Like if you ship, ship one or two products at a time, you need a, a different uh, infrastructure in your shipping, in your own shipping department, because you never do that. Like you, you don't have to ship one or two products at a time, obviously. Yeah. Plus, you know, having someone in care that would have take care of that and the shipping cost and, oh my God, yeah, must be, uh, some, some people became really good at that. But you have to, if you do decide to do that, I guess you have to do a certain volume of sales and which, you know, you'd rather let your, <laughs> the other, the others that have huge website or I know you sell on Amazon as well. So you let Amazon take care of the shipping, for example. Uh, yeah, because we, we ship to their uh, mm. distribution center. Yeah, no, oh, no, they're very smart. So they're they're doing it for many other brands who don't want to take care of that, which makes complete sense. Like it's it's another in a ball game. It's a different, uh, yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So tell me, so what what's the future for Bella Vita International in after the pandemic in three five years? The future is bright in a way because, again, if I take the idea when, I, when we started to focus on quality, and I think more and more people are ready to pay, are ready to realize that quality is worth it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. I think the customer is more and more aware, and also with the, the information that goes fast everywhere, you know, people can get the information and look at what's the best. Blah, blah, blah. So I think the way we're looking at it, uh, it was the right idea 20 years ago. So I think it's... Uh, it, I believe I believe in that so much. I think we, we sh it's the first time we're talking about it, but we kind of share the same values without even if we don't express it to each other. This is probably why we've been working with you guys for 10 years, but quality is also something extremely important at the agency. And our first value is serving at the highest level. So this means like we have to put some time and quality time and we serve with you know, high quality. So we are very similar in, yeah. in, in the sense yeah. that we love quality totally. and yeah. Totally. Yes. Mm. Yes, totally. This is interesting. Yeah. So I know you're not looking, you told us you're not looking for brand, you're not on the look, but you know, if you find uh, an extraordinary brand, you're open to <laughs> taste it and smell Always. it and look at Always. it. Always. So I'm going to put your coordinates, even if we can't find you uh, with some, through some Google search, but you can go on, <laughs> I put the website into, it's Bella Vita International. You're really easy to find and they can get in touch with you. Uh, so if you have, uh, you are listening, listeners, and you have the best product in your country, and you want to expand and uh, let's say export your products in Canada so Pascal would be the, the go-to person for sure <laughs> <laughs> so 
so thank you, Natalie. No, thank you so much to uh, for being my guest for the 40th episode. So hopefully uh, you you've loved this uh, this guest, and I'm doing it every uh, one and then every five podcasts. I try to have a guest. So yeah, if they want to reach you, so then it's going to be in the notes, and hopefully you've learned a few things. And à la semaine prochaine. Hey, you want to learn more about how to implement PR strategies? Head on to nadapr.com and get on our list. You will also receive the Nada PR model on how to create a successful PR campaign. If you want to become a client, just send us an email to nada at nadapr.com. Talk to you next week. À la semaine prochaine.